Hi, everyone. Happy Wicked Wednesday, and welcome to Shivers Haunted. I am Gina Grossbauer, your curator for all things spooky. As October approaches, the line between real creepy haunted houses and Halloween haunts blurs, and we don't know whether we're going to visit a Halloween experience or real ghosts. Today, we're going to talk about some of the most famous Halloween haunted houses, along with some of the haunted house pieces in film that are worth checking out to kick off your Halloween season. Halloween haunted attractions have truly stemmed from the idea of walking through a haunted house on Halloween night, getting spooked and touched by the spirits roaming the halls. As for haunted house movies, we see these when the house or the land acts as a possession vice, forcing families to stay in manipulating scenarios. Rather than it being a force inside of oneself like a possession movie, haunted houses act as a force of inflicting negativity upon someone externally. Such, a, such as a manipulative relationship with promise that it will get better if you stay. Sometimes an entire town can be considered haunted and can influence the residents of the town. It may even entice outsiders to come join the community with a false sense of purpose and freedom, kind of like a cult. All haunted house movies poke at the illusion that is comfort and safety. No matter who you are, remember that life is short and your house won't keep you safe from inescapable death. Haunted houses are ideal settings for horror movies because you have no idea what's going on inside of someone's home. Is it a home or is it a prison? During this Halloween season, we'll see tons of haunted house movies and TV shows on Netflix, and it's hard to determine what's worthwhile at this point. Many of us, including myself, attribute the real start to Halloween TV through the show American Horror Story and the haunted house subgenre accredited to their first season, Murder House. American Horror Story has gotten pretty silly within the past few seasons, but Murder House was a true cultural phenomenon and took the horror formula from movie to TV show. Creating relationships with characters and building suspense to figure out whether each person was a ghost in the home or whether they were living visitors brought forth a whole new version of whodunit and helped us really dive deep into the notion that ghosts aren't scary, they're just stuck and sad and need our help. Another show in more recent years to take this notion of sad ghosts and make them the stars of the show is The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House is based on an original haunted house movie from 1959 called House on Haunted Hill and focuses on a family with five kids living in this beautiful mansion while the parents work to renovate it. The house is full of ghosts from over the years, most of who are stuck in the home and drive living residents down a dark hole, enough that makes them want to die and stay there as well. The show not only takes on the storytelling of ghosts in traditional haunted houses, but also brings in a much more modern take through time, ho hop time hopping, showing that ghosts aren't always dead people, but rather are figments of your future self or manifestations of your own negativity. This is one of my all-time favorite TV shows, and it's something that I recommend everyone to watch. From its gothic setting to the fact that there are hidden ghosts throughout each episode, The Haunting of Hill House makes for an incredibly immersive and terrifying experience. Thinking back to our ancestral roots, our ancestors had to live in dangerous societies where their decision-making skills meant life or death. This is something that I mentioned a couple episodes ago when talking about what actually gives us shivers, but it's very relevant today to talk about how and why we're attracted to these Halloween haunts. In today's society, with much less risk in a more comfortable world, horror films help transport us into these types of dangerous situations 
where we can truly figure out what would what we would do by mirroring the decisions of those on screen. Whereas horror games and haunted houses put us in their actual shoes. Horror fans continue to return to the genre because they have an evolved appetite for vicarious experience with threat entertainment. As the scares get more elaborate in movies and Halloween haunts, the desire for extreme haunts grows even more. The most extreme haunt and one of the biggest influences that has gotten me interested in opening my own haunted house is the infamous McKamey Manor. Since college, I've been obsessed with McKamey Manor. McKamey Manor is an extreme haunt that functions all year long out of the backyard of Russ McKamey's house. There are 20,000 people on this wait list and nobody has been able to make it through this 10 hour haunt. This haunted house started as an immersive experience with actors making participants eat rotten eggs and eat their throw up if they couldn't handle the egg and stuffing people into small freezers for a certain period of time to see how they would handle the claustrophobia. Since then, the events have gotten more and more crazy. Due to the amount of people on the wait list, when it is your turn, you'll simply get kidnapped off the street. Once there, you'll have to read a 40-page waiver out loud before you even get started. Then it begins. Activities range from being shot by a paintball gun to having teeth ripped out and other crazy stuff like that. Only one person has ever had a heart attack from the event. No one has died, but all participants have eventually tapped out. The longest amount of time that someone has ever lasted was eight hours, and each quitter is required to say something humiliating about themselves on camera, such as, I'm Jane Doe, I failed as a person, I'm a loser, and I couldn't handle McKamey Manor. Russ McKamey, the creator, was a previous theater nerd and actor, saying that he created this event as a means of storytelling and showmanship. Keeping in mind that yes, you will get hurt, but you won't die, is what he recommends to be at the forefront of the participant's mind, but he himself says that people are dumb for going through this haunt. For extreme haunt enthusiasts though, taking on these immersive realities allows them to confront past injuries and outlast them again. It's a type of triumph, a form of empowerment that they find not only helpful, but essential. In many of these extreme haunts, the instructor will ask for your name. You're not given the role of a soldier in this post-apocalyptic landscape. You're not stepping into the shoes of a tourist trying to outrun a serial killer. You are yourself. You are the sum of all of your vulnerabilities. They allot the participant zero breaks and make everything incredibly personal, which is what makes these haunts extreme. Since McKamey Manor has opened the door to what is considered these extreme haunts, there's been a nationwide sweep to compete in the arena. These extreme haunts include actors being able to touch you, rip your clothes, dunk you in water, make you crawl through dirt and debris, verbally abuse you, slap you, etc. Most require participants to be over the age of 21 with a clearance from a doctor in order to attend. There used to be a haunt called Blackout that started in California and moved its way to New York City. This premise was very unique in that they would take you by yourself, lock you in a pitch black room, and just let your imagination do its thing. Sometimes they would play snuff films on the small TV in the room, but otherwise you're alone with your thoughts. It's an interesting take on solitary confinement, and certainly not for those who can't handle being alone. But they upped the ante a bit too much by making people sit naked and throwing things at them in the dark, doing other things like that as well. 
Blackout has been closed since COVID and has not reopened since. But as the desire for extreme haunts continues to rise, I'm certain we'll be seeing it back on the scene soon. With the stakes getting higher and higher for these haunts, where will the extremes stop? Personally, I think it's all about finding a balance, and we can still find plenty of Halloween haunts and attractions that are fun for all ages, or fun for those who are a bit older without any of the risk. For the month of October, Shivers will be reviewing eight Halloween haunts along the East Coast, ranking each of them on a scale of one to five, measuring the artistry and attention to detail, the scares themselves, the targeted demographic, and overall experience. I'm super excited to bring you all along this journey and have you all be a part of it. And of course, I'm extremely excited for all that October has to bring. As each of you go out this Halloween season, be sure to share some of your favorite Halloween haunts as well, and any events or attractions that you think are worth checking out. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your Wicked Wednesday, and stay tuned for all of the new fun content coming soon.